Are you going to wonder, like, how many, like, all these people that we admire, mm. if they actually were under the influence of things like that? Who's to say Michelangelo didn't take mushrooms Absolutely. or DMT or something like that? I mean, it's coming out now that I, I was not aware of how many sort of public figures take sort of amphetamine-type drugs mm. that are pharmaceutical, you know, like a... Adderall, mm. or mm. You know, they're talking Literally. about they're talking about Trump at the moment with his uh, diet drug, which mm. is essentially an amphetamine. Yeah. Hey gang, welcome back to Adventure Radio. Today we have a couple of favourites from the show. Uh, I think this is their third time on the show, and that's Zach Grigurovich and Dan Katz. Both guys are national champion uh, Australian weightlifters. Both guys are uh, great guys, really deep. We don't really talk too much about weightlifting in this, uh, in this podcast. Normally, we just talk about life and this is another good example of that. But it's a great show. So, if you want to uh, uh, learn some stuff, hear a bit of good banter, then hang around. You're going to love it. But before we get into it, this show is brought to you by Audible, guys. Check out audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. You'll get one free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. If you're not using Audible, guys, you should be. It is so sick. I'm always making sure that I'm listening to um, books when I've got some passive time and I'm walking my dog, making dinner, all that kind of stuff. Always be learning, guys. Always be upping your, uh, your knowledge. It's going to make you a better person. Also... This show is brought to you by AdventureFit Travel. So AdventureFit Travel is the mother company to this podcast, obviously. And we are, guys, trying to improve the world through travel, exercise, mindfulness, and conversation. They're our four pillars. We do them well. We do them on every trip. And uh, yeah, it's a big part of what we're going to be doing into the future. So if you want to pick an amazing holiday anywhere around the world, we've got everywhere coming up, seven or eight days. You will do the coolest adventure activities. You will check out the cooler sites. You will train. You will practice mindfulness. You'll do self-development. And you will also drink beers and eat burgers and have as much fun as any human can have on a holiday. And you get to do it with me, Tommy, Mac. We've got a bunch of new staff that are coming up that we're going to announce in the, few, in the next few weeks. Uh, super exciting. So check out www.adventurefittravel.com and uh, use the code word radio and you'll get 10% off. Here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Yo. Welcome to uh, Amateur Fit Radio. And, um, <laughs> it's a little sick. Sick city. So, uh, so we're recording, boys, so we might as well get straight back into it. Um, I say straight back into it because this is, I think you guys are leading the way. I think this is third show for you guys, right? Yeah, it is. Third Amateur Fit Radio. Show. It's it's That's a record. It is. The, it's a, congratulations. congratulations. Thank, thank, you. Yes. thank you very much. Thanks, yeah. very good. Appreciate Appreciate top. Thank you. Muzzle top. Fantastic. Muzzle top. Zach, would you like to make a speech about the um, about the, the award? Would you like to make a speech to, you know? I'd just like to take two moments to thank 
my partner, Daniel. Um, is that, everything uh, he's done. How do you mean partner? Yeah. 2018 terms or... Uh, oh, just, um, just long-time partner. Uh, in crime. Uh, technically, yeah, in crime. Fix it up a bit there. And, uh, <laughs> we got a sexual crime. So you guys married a lot. We go a long way back. Yeah, we and do. I just, yeah. And it, I wouldn't have got here without him and also my drive and my ability <laughs> and everything that I brought to the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice, sweet. Yeah. Um, cool, Dan? welcome back, guys. A few words? A <laughs> few words. No, I've got nothing quite. to say. <laughs> Absolutely uh, nothing. at all. <laughs> all right, so uh, what's been happening then, boys? Give us an update. How... how what, are you, what have you learned? What do you know? What's going on? Uh, well, I think last time we were talking, we were trying to get into the Commonwealth Games mm. and both of us failed. Yes. <laughs> so, so we'll get it out there straight away. I, um, yeah, so well, Zach can tell his story. But I, um, I opened on like a 130 snatch, which was a PB. Yep. And I got that. And then I went to... How uh, much was it PB by? Two it kilos. No shit. Oh. Yeah, so I opened on that. Yeah. Because I needed right. like 135, 167 mm-hmm. to, to get in. So I was like, look, if I, if I, I can't clean jerk 172. There's no mm. fucking way. Mm. So if I snatch 135, I'm in with a shot. So I opened on 130, mm. PB, got it easy. Then I had to wait like 10 attempts for my second attempt. <laughs> Missed it over the back. Third attempt, I was holding it in the bottom. And then my shoulder twinged and I fucked something. I tore Fuck. something or whatever. Uh. Shoulder was rooted, couldn't do cleaning jerks. Mm. That was the end of my day. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, you know, there's a story of a lot of people. Another guy, Leo Lark, dislocated his elbow. Mm. Bunch of, there was a few bomb outs. Heaps of people lifted like, you know, just, you know, people who were going for the number one spot because mm. there's no, there's no, no point getting second spot. Oh, no. So everyone's just going for well, it. Going mm. To be fair, nuts. it was like, it is like, I don't know if it's like a consolation, but it is the hardest year ever to make Commonwealth Games after they dropped the two per bodyweight division for home games. Yeah. You know, mm. in 2006, you could have two in every division if they were qualified because that's for what happened. For the host happened. nation. For the host nation. And that <sighs> also happened. What a bummer. You know, mm. and like in 2014, if you hit a quali- high qualifier relative to everyone else, they could send two people in a division. Mm. So you, it was like the because they wanted to save money at the Commonwealth Games, they cut a lot of sports short Fuck by a couple of days. Well, it makes sense because you look at like how the Olympics fucking waste money. Mm. You know, so like they wanted to cut a little bit shorter, so they cut weightlifting short. I think it was by like one day. Mm. You know, and people. Yeah, so there's, there's only there's only A sessions now. There's no B sessions. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So essentially, like if we weren't from Australia and we weren't like the host nation we would not get one person per division. You'd have to be yeah. top 14 in the Commonwealth to go. So every time we go to, every time we're trying to get in the Commonwealth Games, it gets harder. Fuck, that's and, uh, yeah. So, so next so time we just... just ne- yeah. Next time okay. I, we literally got to be ranked really high in the Commonwealth mm. and need to be like medal chances to so go. Yeah. So rankings are based on what your uh, non-competition unofficial lifts are? No. no. So what, competition lifts. Competition lifts. I mean, have to be... I hear Catsy snatched... Uh, 160. Yeah. 160. Yeah. No, I did. I did. Yeah. What? Uh, what? Let's put him in the Olympics. <laughs> I, I just want Tom to go back and have a think about that fucking sentence. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing. You have to also do the comp in like a legit comp. You can't go, I did this in like a comp in Kazakhstan with like five people watching. But they well. Yeah, yeah. It has to be like at an international event but that you need it. to do the weights so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it gets fucking hard and Zach tell your story had, had your day I'm not, I'm not ready to we've all seen the video tell yeah. your story walking bro get out <laughs> get the fuck out I need to get a glass of water you keep talking you're walking mate <laughs> So Zach, what happened? It's really awkward when Bill was just like getting up to go away I, I was like actually I was, was all confused I'm like am I actually leaving <laughs> he's going on a date 
Anyway. Well, yeah, top focus. Um, Sorry. So yeah, basically, uh, I had to. I basically had to do. The, I did like a competition before the Ian Laurie Cup in Melbourne, and I did 148, 184, mm-hmm. and missed 188. So it was like you know, what was the really one, one? 148. 148. So it was like yeah, a yeah. two kilo PB, and yeah. then like I think a three kilo. Low PB in the clean and jerk. So I was like, oh, I was in good form. Yep. All I literally needed to do was turn up and do the same weights. Mm. I snatched like mm, eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I missed, I snatched 143, I got it. And then I went 148 um, and then missed that. And then went on my third, missed that. So it put me behind. I was behind by two kilos. So I basically, the only option I had, like the whole mantra of this whole thing, preparation wise, was yep. whatever it takes. So Ivan said to me, we're going to, you know, Dan's dad, he's going to open on 180. And I'm like, yep, went out there, smoked it. And he's like, now we need to go to 189 to have two cracks going. Mm. Went out for the first one and it, the clean got away from me a bit, but I got underneath it and I was like, all right, I'm wasting energy. I got spat out the back, put it down. Yep. I had one chance left. So like everything's set for me to go for it. I clean it, stand it up. Like it's fucking... It was a great clean. Empty bar, and then I've gone. Oh, this is this is good. This yeah. is, that is jerk it, and I dipped too fast, drove it out the front, and then it was just that was it. It's all over. Yeah, four years gone out of the Google. You fucking wasted yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> no, what was, what was Brutal, the, the thing I like about that video? And if uh, if you haven't seen it, you can just jump on his uh, Instagram. It's a good video. It's a good video. I'll uh, I'll say that objectively, which uh, without any bias here, uh, I got paid twenty bucks to say that. <laughs> um, what was going through your head when you were walking up to that bar for the second for the third time? One eighty nine. No, second time. Sorry. You just, just do it. Like literally, it, yeah. like, no, just like nothing was really going through my head. All I was going was like, I am going to fucking clean and jerk this. Yeah. Like you haven't trained hard and long enough and wasted four, you know, wasted, mm-hmm. you know, put in four years of, well, really For like nothing. four years with like a real hard six months of training to go, it's oh, a bit heavy. Mm. You know, you just had to do it. Like mm. just accepting the mindset of you've just got to do it. Like that's all. Like you, you're here now. Just do it. Mm. Mm. And it's the jerk for you, isn't it? Because the, no, like the front squat. I have not. a good jerk, but what it is is, it's what happens when you're under pressure. Regardless of like me, Daniel, mm. anyone, if you're in slightly inconsistent in your technique because you're like, oh, it's okay, or it's okay, you have this like, you know, oh, it's hard. Complacency. You get a little bit complacent. Like I have a good jerk. I have a good snatch. I have a good mm. clean. Like they're all pretty good. I wouldn't mm. say one's better than the other. Um. You know, and then it was just like I let something technically slip in that shouldn't be there, like I rushed the dip. So you know, technical fault where I went down too fast, mm. and the bar was just in front. I didn't, didn't. Com- it's just one of those things. Mm. Mm. You know, it's it just comes down to that. Like you, you train your whole life for six minutes. Mm. You know, obviously, like I felt pretty shit. Like I, I didn't feel shit initially. Maybe for like or for the first couple of days, but then I was like, because I was like. For the first time ever in my own career, I'd left it all out there. Mm. There was nothing more that I could have done except mm. lift more weight. Mm. Um, mm. But, you know, I felt like I gave it a good crack. Mm. And that was, like, a pretty fulfilling kind of feeling. And yeah. then, like, you get, like, the natural, you know, oh, fuck, you idiot. And you were sad. And then you were like, it's okay. And then you were sad. And you was okay. And then it's – just get over it. You just – I had – I was just, like, within a couple – within, I guess, a month, I was pretty much over it. Mm. Like, you know, now it's over a month on and I'm like, meh. Just got to focus on other goals. Like, mm. it's not the end of the road mm. for me or him. It's just, we're not out of the fight. You One just keep going effect. forward. You just keep going forward. You can't afford to sit yeah, around that's and... Right. And you enjoy weightlifting. Exactly. I you enjoy... know what I mean? It's what you do. Well, I mean, you've got goals and obviously this time around you didn't hit them. Oh. You're, not, you're not probably at the end of your, your uh, time frame to be able to, you know, go to the comp games. It's obviously not fucking ideal, but 
No, I mean, it's definitely it's, not fucking it is, ideal, it is, is it? It's just the fucking life, isn't it? It sucks. Mm. Yeah, it's really tough. But the thing is, like, those pressure moments, I mean, how many times have you been in that situation that, like, your whole life prepares you for that moment? That's right. Mean, I mean, yeah, Losing fact, my virginity. You, yeah. <laughs> fucking scary. <laughs> Still scary. Let's segue to that. That's I, way I, more I, interesting. I haven't, I, I haven't even lost it yet, mate. <laughs> yeah. but, no, but there are other reasons why we got you here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that's a good point because... 100%. That's why, like, when I watched the video, I felt so, like, fucking heavy-hearted for you, man. Yeah. Because I've, tra- I've obviously trained with you. Yeah, like, I've seen it. You know, I've, you're a good friend of mine. And it's crazy. But you just hope that, you know, you hope that you put in the work and you get good things happening on the other side. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the law of averages, law of averages, at some point, something will happen, you'll be in a pressure situation and you'll make that jerk. And it'll be all fucking worth it, you know? This time exactly. around, you, you fucking exactly. didn't. But it did, it did really give me a really heavy heart you know the, the script was written for a yeah a, it for, was for heart, it for should have been exactly yeah. you know, yeah. like, fuck and you've lost everything now uh. <laughs> I mean everything is gone wow yeah. he's been taken away but I, I mean that's the I thing I think that. a big part of it and we say this is like me, Daniel I know that he said that to me before it's not only is it not the end of the road it's also like I know for the first time ever, like it, uh, literally up until the middle of the year, I think when we did our, one of our other podcasts, middle of the year, was the only time that um, I felt like I'd just started to work out weightlifting. Like I spent 10 years kind of having an idea and then realising what extra level I had to go to to push harder. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is a good thing. That you just got to keep riding that wave mm-hmm. of feeling good feeling confident for as long as you can and then looking at and you're reassessing and going to another level each time you mm. know mm. so it's just yeah and i enjoyed feeling for the first time ever like super good mm. like strong skinnier i wouldn't say skinny Hang i'd on. say skinnier <laughs> come on pal. <laughs> the camera has uh, 10 pounds there's about 14 cameras on you mate from what i can see Basically, God, i look like i'm 85 yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah i like you feel like it's just, it's good to feel good. Like, I know it sounds like simple, but it's good to feel good mm. when you're training. And you, you cleaned know? 189, mate. Like, yeah, that's not... Oh, you should get fucking half a lot white light for cleaning it, at least. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Well, like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, but what was your clean, what's your best clean before that? 184. 184. So, five kilo PB. Yeah, you basically... You, you can look at the jerk or you can look at the clean, you know? Glass half full. Yeah. But, like, it's like, you know, he had to start on... He, he had to do something that he, in theory, shouldn't have... Done. Yeah. You know, I had to Straight do something that I shouldn't have, in theory, had to have done. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, it's just one of those things. You just got to do whatever it takes. Mm. Like, his old man always used to say, like, these, like, things to me, like, just got to fucking do it. Mm. Don't be soft. You know, like, just, like, not like that, but, like, kind of words to that effect and, yeah, like, yeah. you know, whatever it takes. And I never kind of got it until, like, six months before the trial or maybe three months before the trial. I was like, ah, mm. I get mm. what he means now. Mm. And, it, you know, like, you hear, like, people talk about... You know, like you hear like motivational stuff and you're like, oh, it's a bit, bit, you know, a bit shit. And then you get, like you listen to it and you think about what they've actually said. Mm. And you go, ah, oh, because it's all those experiences that are rolled into one thing that make them have that opinion of something. And it's, it's just another experience. It's not an ideal, like you said, it's not an ideal mm. experience, but it's just... But you'll, you'll get better from it. I remember... You have to. You can't I, do anything I, else. I don't know you? where I heard this, but I heard it literally this week. And I think it was someone, it would have been a Rogan podcast or something. I was, I was yeah. talking to someone. And they were um, talking about when they went behind, um, behind, uh, behind the scenes when um, Floyd Mayweather was about to come out and fight, not Pacquiao, not McGregor, somebody else, like one of his big fights or whatever. And he was, uh, he was sitting there and I can't remember the person that went out to, to see Floyd, but 
he was very much like, oh, yeah, hey, Floyd, how you going? Oh, yeah, cool, how are you? Yeah, great. Oh, let me, let me get out of your hair. And Floyd was like kicking back on the couch, playing video games like watch, or watching a basketball game, something like that, really relaxed. And then he's like, no, no, hang around, man. I'm, I'm enjoying this chat. Like, I want to catch up. Like, what have you been up to? Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, cool. And he felt very, very nervous. And he's like, oh, look, Floyd, I'll, I'll get out of your hair, man. Like, you've got a big fight. And he's like, bro, I'm, I've done the work. Like, there's nothing I can do now. I'm either going to go out there and I'm going to win or I'm going to lose. Mm. Yeah. You're going to go out there, you're going to jerk it or you're exactly. not. Exactly. And now, I think now, having this situation that you've been in and having, obviously, it didn't go your way, like, it's a fucking, it's a, an experience you're going to remember forever and you're going to learn from it. And you're going to, next time you get in that position, you know, you're going to be better suited to, to nail it, you know? That's right. And that's what it does is, like, I feel like at 26 years old, you are just getting better. Mm. Like, I feel that. Like, I think it was, who was it? I think it was another Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like when he had Daniel Cormier on there and Cormier was like, I'm just getting better. You know, mm. it was, no, it was, it was uh, Stipe. He's like talking about, he's like, I'm just getting better all the yeah. time. And you're like, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm getting better. I know you're getting better. Mm-hmm. Like you just, as you get better, you're like a good wine. You just get better with a bit of age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, weightlifters these days have a longer lifespan because back in the day, they just fucking smashed themselves into Man. the ground. Mm. Yeah. They knew nothing about maintaining a body, doing mm. accessories. Fuck. or This fucker has more power in it than they ever had. And we can just look up different recovery programs, can't we? Mm. Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, we're learning more it was mm. back in the day it was just oh shut the fuck up you pussy just yeah. do work harder work harder <laughs> yeah and i know like a bunch of people through this whole um commonwealth games process who just push like super hard like i really respect their work ethic but working harder is not necessarily always going to get you there you mm, got to yeah. work smart. smarter yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, 100%. and a lot of the guys are just like just wasting energy and time mm. and they actually it was detrimental to their performance mm. they worked too hard mm. um and that 100%. wasn't a problem for me because I'm a naturally lazy person. <laughs> so I yeah. looked for the easiest possible path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, visualization is great. I visualize yeah. for all my training. Yeah. You know what a barbell yeah. looks like. I do yeah. more visualization than training. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just yeah. picture myself cleaning 489. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trained three days a week and then just came out and was like, fuck it. Yeah. I just started 130. Yeah, well, that's true. When I saw the score, I was like, I saw it because I was like, I, I was after Daniel. So I wasn't too like involved with it. Rocked up and I looked at the scoreboard. I'm going, you fucking what? Yeah, yeah. And it's literally like ten guys started on the same weight. And I'm like, this could that, be interesting. Yeah. That's my mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and he came out and so smoked it, and then everyone else is like dropping it. <laughs> so yeah. how is your shoulder now? Uh, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I still can't um like lift on it or anything no. like that. I'm just doing accessories and. Is what was your use? predominant hand? <laughs> No, the weaker. The weaker. On your left. I know what you're kidding. No, no. Is it, do you write it, with it when you type in porn on the keyboard? <laughs> <laughs> We're all thinking, mate. I just have to push, press yeah. X and it just comes Rest up. Rest in history. <laughs> I press yeah. Yeah. Rest in history. When I go on to ESPN and I'm like with somebody that I know, like maybe a chick, I have to press ES really quickly because otherwise E porn comes up. I always get super nervous when someone goes, I'm just going to use your computer real quick and I go shit I hope I didn't leave any tabs open I I would never judge you no, you wouldn't. I don't care <laughs> yeah. about you. We would my touch computer. you. Yeah. Guy that's yeah, best to plant. <laughs> man, man takes on horse. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Man is horse. <laughs> Matt's hot. <laughs> man is horse. <laughs> oh, shit. That's great. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, so uh, what's, yeah. Uh, what's been going on with you, um, with Billy Boy? You, mm. you had a oh, sick trip shit, in Iceland. Oh, and so much. Set the scene. Uh, yeah, Iceland was good. Iceland was... Fuck, it was outrageous. I like, get... 
It's Tommy can attest to this. Like it's it's pretty hard to not even get like emotional. It's that good. Really? You know? Yeah. Well, we had a chick. I've said this maybe on the podcast. I've said it to a bunch of people. We had a chick. So we did everything from Reykjavik for the first few days. Reykjavik was a base, and we went out to like the Golden Circle, and we went to the Blue Lagoon, and we went hunting the auroras and all that kind of stuff. And then we went out and did so part of the ring road. So the ring road goes around the whole country. It's yeah. a really great road. You can do the whole thing and you know camp all these different spots, check out all these places, whatever. But like from Reykjavik to Skaftafell National Park is like maybe like about a quarter of the ring road, quarter of the country. It's like it's basically like doing the Great Ocean Road or Garden Route in South Africa. One of these famous parts. Part of it's like a really famous drive, you know. <laughs> and um, on this drive, every thirty minutes, there's just this mm. fuck off like top. 50 in the world site, you know? Yeah. Waterfall or um, plane wreck or glacier lagoon. Mm. And it's just, it's dumbfounding. Like, you'll literally drive half an hour, you'll stop again, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Mm. Yeah. Like, what? And um, so, one chick on our trip, it just she just got overcome by it. Really? Yep. She So, her name is Rita, and we're doing the gut. So, this this particular trip, you start, you go to um, Seljansfoss Waterfall, which is like the number one ranked waterfall in Iceland on most places you look. Then um, Ayafogilkil, the, the um, volcano that just disrupted all of Europe a few years ago. Yep, I remember that one. Then yep. Skogafoss waterfall, which is as good as the other one. Then you go to the plane wreck, which is this epic plane wreck out on the beach. The black beach of Vic, which is... It's just... That's one day. And then the next day we went and did Glacier, um, Glacier Cave, Glacier Lagoon. And the Glacier Lagoon is the last thing we did. It's called Jokulsalan. And it's this beautiful blue lagoon with all these glaciers floating down it and they end up going all the way down underneath this bridge and they go out into the ocean and on the ocean they break up onto this black beach which they call the diamond beach so these huge glaciers get um, dispersed into these some of them might be size of a or half, a, half a car maybe some of them are like a you know a baseball and they're all crystallised looking because they've been washing the water been washing them up washing over them they look like diamonds don't they Tommy yeah it's fucking crazy and this is the last site we had on the Iceland trip and Rita this chick so she's she's the partner of Ange who's been on two trips they just booked he just booked his third he's a mad dog Ange um, they walked up the top of this look uh, lookout kind of viewpoint for the Glacier Lagoon and Rita started just crying really just started crying because it's just it's one of the times where it's pretty rare I think in life where you really can take in the beauty of nature, like yeah. like you were doing away, hey? in Iceland, you know. Yeah. I did the prep days, so before the trip started, I drove the ring road, and I was messaging Mac. I was messaging Tommy because these guys are coming over. Mac was actually already over. He was in Reykjavik doing the Reykjavik prep, and I was messaging the guys. I'm like, "Fucking hell, lads! I don't know what to say. Mm. I don't. I was I was walking on air. I did yeah. these two days of just prep, just checking out every de- every destination, just walking around, making sure I knew you know A to B and how to get to fucking this place." saying hi to some couple of providers we had over there and stuff and I was yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy man and it's, it's all set especially this time of year it's all set to like a sunrise or sunset sky yeah because obviously when you're in a most parts of the world the sun rises and falls right like that's how that's how it works because of the way that you know Iceland's positioned and the way that they have their either they'll have sun and the sun will just fucking stay up there they'll have 18 hours a day or whatever or they'll have 6 hours a day and what happens then is the sun rises what's going on is the, obviously the globe's turning but it stays basically in the same spot so the sun rises a little bit hangs around and then goes back down 
So it never, at the eye line, like that's where the sky is in the midday, you know, in, in Australia, you're looking straight up, right? You're looking like on this angle. That's, that's as high as the sun mm. gets. So mm. genuinely, for all points of the day, <laughs> the sky is like blue over there where the sun is. Uh, sorry, not blue. Uh, orangey, reddy, purple over there where the sun is. You pan around, it's like... Goes to a bit of green. You're like, how the fuck's the sky green all of a sudden? Like, I've never seen a green sky before. Mushrooms, my friend. Mushrooms. You turn 180 degrees, and it's just it's blue, blue like the fucking ocean. And I was I was pulling the car over every fucking 30 minutes to take another panorama or video Have of you got the any sky. Good ones? Oh, mate, <laughs> mate. I, it's just it's, it's unfathomably fucking beautiful, man. It's crazy. Do you there think were, because you saw Interstellar too, and you know it's filmed in Iceland, it kind of blew your mind? Uh, it's filmed on that glacier. Yeah. The glacier uh-huh. I was talking about, Skafterfell, yeah. And so is Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Game of Thrones filmed in the same place. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones scores are all around the world, but that's, yeah. it's, it's a famous glacier. Mm. Yeah. A lot of shit's filmed there. A lot of shit's filmed there, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's just yeah. out Would it like... be fair also to say it's probably one of your favourite places? He knows the Kermit. It's probably my favourite place I've ever been. I had, um, I had <laughs> three, literally one of my favourite places. Yeah. <laughs> three, three moments for me. So uh, Mac and I led the trip after Mac and Bill led the first trip. Three moments for me were like exactly like Bill's just described, where it was just... Pure presence, pure like I'm. I will never have a feeling like this ever again. And it was there was a plane crash, um, just just pretty close to actually the glacier going. Oh, it's, it's closer to the waterfall. Um, but um, you, you walk. It's like 200 meters away from um, just this. They call it the Black Beach. Uh, actually, there's another Black Beach. Sorry, but this is pretty much a Black Beach. It's not the Black Beach um, of just Rockies. You know. Rockies. <laughs> Rocks Get your everywhere. Words out, mate. Yeah. Um, everything's black and then the, the shoreline is just this pure contrast of black to 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 beach water, you know? And I'm not explaining it well. Yeah. But we were there. We were there around three thirty PM when it was the sun was starting to set again. And the sun's fucking huge. And it was just glistening out onto this onto this bizarre beach that I've never ever experienced before. And I was just like blown away from it, completely blown away. And I, I was, you know, I'd been just looking out there and in this state of meditation for two minutes or something. And I was like, oh fuck, what am I doing? I wonder what everybody else is doing. I looked around and everyone else in the trip is just doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. at like 50 meter distances. They're all just like blown away by this beach, all standing there like we've just taken some form of acid, just going, <laughs> what the fuck? But it was just so cool to see that. And we were lucky as well because we saw the Northern Lights on a really good night on a really good That's night That's awesome. it was incredible like we it was actually me that found it because I, I went up to um, there's this there's this the um, the political ideology of um, Iceland's very progressive which is great and there's this um, there's this Viking statue on the top of this hill really close to the Prime Minister's um, office and someone for their for the gay rights thing had just um, drawn some lipstick on his te- on his mouth so just like a really good stand and like it's kind of like a famous statue thing now so I just went out there um, after a day and um, just stood around there looking up the sky and I had this moment where I was just like you know I wonder if this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life you know which is a dumb thing but I was just I just had like a self-doubting moment it's like what do I want to do with um, the mind mate what do I want to do with the bench fit yada 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 and then I kind of subconsciously was like oh I wonder and I'm looking into this quite spiritually but I'm I was, you know, I wonder if there's like a sign I could grab, you know. And I started looking at this bird. 
And this bird was like just flying, came out of the corner of my right eye. And it was like flying this way. I was like, oh, I wonder. I'll just go along with this. I'll keep watching the bird. And I started getting freaked out because I was standing on the top of a seat. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like if I keep watching, I'm probably going to fall off. You know, but I was like, oh, I'll just keep watching anyway. Anyway, the bird flies directly into this huge 3D green band of light into the fucking night sky. And I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. It was this beautiful array of the Northern Lights. So I'm calling everyone, I'm like, Mac, Mac, Mac. And it's like, oh, what? I'm like, mate, stop wanking. Get outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> mate, like, start wanking again. Yeah, start wanking right now. <laughs> Tell me how it is. <laughs> so we all jump Good in the van. story ruined. We drive, we drive out 20 minutes away. We drive out to this, um, to this lake, which I think you guys went to as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we drove we out to this like, lake. It's, it's called, called like, Lake Adventure Fit. Lake Adventure Fit, yeah. Lake Adventure Fit. Adventure Fit Lake. Adventure Fit Lake. Adventure Fit Lake. We're all standing there, like this, a bit of green bands in the sky I'm like guys I'm telling you I saw the Northern Lights I saw the Northern Lights because that's the one thing everybody wants to see nicely yeah. you we were there lights. in the middle of winter at fucking, fucking six, six hours of daylight and the coldest yeah. joint I've ever been <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for fucking for fun yeah. the Northern Lights the Northern Lights 100%. <laughs> it was not fun yeah. 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 really unpleasant yeah. Yeah. we're not going back yeah. but we go there there's a lot of cloud cover you know the, the guys kind of let down a bit I'm like guys I'm telling you like it's the Northern happen. Lights are coming out anyway the clouds move very quickly, okay? So you, at, at one point, there's like um, northern light predictors you can get on your phone, like apps and things, and sometimes it'll be 100%, yep, you'll see the northern lights tonight. Other times it'll be like 0%, and that can change in the space of an hour. So you never know. Yeah. So we got out there after like 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck, there was blue nights, guys. You know, let's go and have a look at it. Cloud cover. I'm like, oh, you're kidding. Fucking but lie. the clouds start moving pretty fast, and they're moving away. And we all start to see like just a hint of like green in the sky and it like darts. It's like um, Chris Cadman, who's a legend, and he came on our trip. Um, he um, said it was kind of like when you put a, a candle out and the smoke just like comes yeah. off. Like, yeah. oh, it literally like, dances. It dances. It, it, dances. it genuinely dances. Probably, genuinely yeah. dances like this. Yeah. So we're starting to see it, but it's kind of like through the clouds. And we're like, oh, fuck it. I hope this isn't the end of it. Anyway, we all start to see like this, this clear area in between like two blocks of clouds. As that starts to come, we're all standing below this like dwarfing green 3D band of light that is like nothing I've ever seen. It is pure magic. And then what we saw again, like blew my fucking mind. It was this green thing. And we're all like, what is going on here? Everything's dancing. There's people all around us screaming. They're all going, oh my God, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it on the lights. People freak out. And then it gets way better. So there are these purple bits that dodge and dance like this all through the Northern Lights. So you've got green, this beautiful green color. Like, it's insane. And then these purple bits go... And we're all standing on it going like, we're never going to ever experience again Mm. what we are seeing right Mm. now. And then Mac, like, I'm standing on one side... Or all the all the guys are doing the trip in the other side. Max on this side. We both kind of just had this moment where we looked at each other. And we were like that, and then Mac goes, "All right, guys, we're all gonna lie down on the ground. Fucking cold as shit. Lie down on the ground, and we're all just gonna meditate." And I'm like, "Yeah, man." So we all just lie down on the ground, and we're just taking in the most beautiful thing I'll ever see in the world. Like, mm. so you I'll closed, never forget. Closed it. your eyes and meditated. <laughs> 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 
It was literally, we just were, no one said a word for 20 minutes and yeah. it was just the best thing I'll probably ever experience. And I love my girlfriend. <laughs> but no, it was, it was, not as much as not much. But I would, I would go and, I mean, because it's expensive there, they import everything because it's a tiny little ice country. But um, I would live there for another year, just losing tons of money to see what I saw again for just 20 minutes. Just tons of money. <laughs> oh, man. It Gotta was have it fucking first. good. Yeah. So, bit of a plug, but we are going back there at the end of this year. So, <laughs> yeah. if you want to come back and, and experience what I saw, then... Sub me off. <laughs> well, you just sold me. That? that sounds amazing. I, yes. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, you probably don't get up <laughs> and, and it, like early as fuck anymore and, and see the sun I definitely rise. don't, yeah, no. so, Alright, like you said, lazy prick. But you get up and... I'm, no, no, you don't either. Right. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't watch the sun But you know what I mean? Like, you remember when you, did you ever... Like, I've been getting up like, like on nice summer's mornings for maybe the last... Like 20 minutes. Years. No, no, no. I get up and I just look up for like maybe three, four minutes. Mm. I look up and I'm like... How fucking good does that look? Mm, like, yeah. I think it's really important because a lot of people just get out and they're like, I'm going to fucking get to mm, work, put my yeah, navigator yeah. on, mm. start the car. I just walk out of there like two minutes earlier. I just, before I get in the car, I just look up for a couple of minutes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's very how good is that? that? And I look up and I always like wind down the windows and turn the radio off like five, ten minutes before I get to work mm. and just like let it all in. And then you're mm. looking up at the sky, trying not to hit cars, but mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just real. Oh, it's fucking blows my mind. It's important to look up. Like, did you see that photo I put up on Instagram yesterday? The one of me on the, the building site I was building, uh, nah, working at. I was busy all day, starting getting. On yeah, the so I, I watched all these photos. I rocked up to this job site, and it's like on the beach in um, in Sandringham, like like fifty meters from the beach. Like, oh, there's Beach Road. Here's the house, and there's the beach over here. And I got there, so at like quarter to seven, and I just looked at this job site, and I'm like, this is a fucking massive job. Mm. And then I looked out, and I'm watching the sun, and I'm like, be fucked, like that is unreal. Mm. And, like, you forget how pretty Melbourne is, mm. you know, just, just no, having right. a look for a second. So if that, if that blows my mind, probably shouldn't go to Iceland. Um, yeah, but it's no, it's, it is definitely important to feel like you don't have to escape to a place to appreciate those sorts of things. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, and this is, a, this, is but, not, this is not a negative thing at all, but a lot of people came on our trip and were saying, and we had a, di- a, a, a debrief at the end of the trip, and we were all saying, you know, Iceland was really good for me because it just, it really confirmed a lot of things in my head. And, you know, I, I, I did this on a whim. Like, what, um, Matty Marshall was one of the quietest dudes on the trip. It was it's a legend of a guy who... It's like, you know, he's, he's from, he's a Kentuckian. So it was like, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't even supposed to go on this, you know, but like I, I did and it was the best thing ever. And I'm like, this is, this is awesome. But it's also very Matthew important. Matthew said, did yeah, you come on the trip? Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, I, think, right. I think we should probably right. take your shirts off. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> best thing about high school chicks. <laughs> They're all underage. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it, it is good to, um, I mean, even in Victoria, there's so much shit that I swear mm, like a lot of Victorians Australian. have seen. Well, Tell yeah, what, in our backyard. I reckon when I... Um, so I had mushies the other day for the first time. Like, it was probably like three or four months ago now. And the, the first thing that I, that I noticed <laughs> was I walked on... My mate Syrah um, was like, oh, you, you, the first thing you'll notice is everything gets to be very vivid. I'm like, yeah, cool, no worries. Totally. And then I um, 
dumped a bunch and I was like, I was just going to do them in my room and chill out or whatever because I didn't have a spot or anything. I'm like, fuck this, I'm going down the beach. And the first thing that I noticed was the contrast between looking out in the bay and seeing jet black night sky, but it looked really like like a, the darkest blue, deepest blue you could ever see. It was really mm. cool. Like, I'm like, yeah, cool, this is great. And then I was like, wow, it looks sick. And I was looking over and then like the light of the city, which is like light pollution really, but I was looking across and it just had this mad contrast of like the light over here and everything in between and then the darkness of, of, of um, out into the bay. And then obviously everything was super vivid for me. I started like tripping, you know, pretty, pretty hard. I was watching the, watching the waves crash down, watching the trees dance and move. And I kept remembering the sky. <laughs> I kept walking along and for multiple different points, I was listening to the, like I was listening to, listening to Pink Floyd, The Wall was the first, before I listened to the full album. <laughs> yeah, that's what you yeah. do. Yeah. Middle of the night, headphones in, I'm just walking the beach listening to Pink Floyd, tripping balls. I kept going like, I kept looking around just as I'm walking, I'm walking backwards, I'm turning around, I'm walking forwards, I'm just, I'm just looking at the sky around me and I'm like, this is fucking sick. It looked like an oil painting. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, so this experience was really, really vivid, really cool, whatever. I genuinely reckon I, I stepped back out of that and I remember so many occasions now where, like what you said, I've stopped to smell the roses. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll look up at the sky now and, I, and just walking, I remember in London the other day and I was just walking down the street and I looked up and it was just like this off pink kind of, it was blue, but it had these, it was just middle of the day. Like the clouds mm. just had this kind of, the sky was hitting, it was just like this tinge of really nice color and I stood there and I was just like, fuck me. And I think, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like ha- having this mushy experience where everything was so vivid reminded me that, hey, it's not always this vivid, but don't forget about yeah, fucking yeah. all the nature and the beauty around you. Because I really feel like I'm stopping to smell the roses a lot, a lot more since then. It's really... That, and I yeah. as well. Like, yeah, just... That's super you, interesting because mm. I, I was listening to uh, a Rogan podcast when he had Paul Stamets on. Um, yeah. Did you listen to that yeah, one? Yeah, I listened to that one. And he was talking about how uh, magic mushrooms cured his terrible stutter. Yeah. And yeah, he reckons his theory is that it actually rewired the neurons in his mm. brain, mm. and he, there's he's he's got a lot of research research that you know is, hasn't been proven or whatever, mm-hmm. but he reckons that it it has a lot of effects on your neurons in your brain, oh, rewires yeah. things, changes the way you see things forever. Yeah, it does. So it do totally you feel does. like any other change, like permanent changes? Or? No, no, I don't. But I only had one one experience on mushrooms. I, I've been reading um, Tools of Titans, um, Tim Ferriss's book, and just got to this um, this um, one with Jim Fadiman, who wrote the the Psychedelic Explorer's Guide. Yeah. And he actually Tim Ferriss um, put in in one of the pages his prescription and what he kind of went through. So he's had a lot of trouble with anxiety and stuff. And and I'm going alright. I had a bit of a rough kind of couple of weeks recently. Up. Uh, with like you know some stuff whatever but I'm not really I'm by and large good but I want to start going down at, you know really looking into a, a bunch of different psychedelics for that reason but no I, I just had a really 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 nice experience I had um, took away a lot of things um, little bits and pieces and then felt like I was walking on air for like the weeks afterwards you know that's felt, felt really really good so I'm not going to say I had an earth shattering change of you know change of the way I look at things but I feel like for like the honeymoon period straight afterwards, I felt like I was just happier, you know? I was mm. more relaxed, more easygoing, more content. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to be killing it at work. I didn't have to be, like nothing was stressing me out. I just, because Syrah, when he gave them to me, I was like, right, man, I want to I wanna start experimenting with mushrooms, blah, blah, blah. He goes, um, he said to have one cap, which is 0.3 of a gram. So it's fuck all. He microdoses though, doesn't he? Uh, he microdoses, but he also macrodoses. But yeah, yeah he, he was giving me a microdose. He gave me three caps. He's like, have have one. That'll be a microdose. You get it, you know, dip your toes in, see how you feel, and then have the other two like next weekend. That'll give you 
a bit of a hallucination. Yeah, you know, you'll start to triple it a little bit and get that whole experience of mushrooms. I had one and I'm like, I wasn't really feeling it. And so I was like, fuck it. And I just dumped the other two. I thought I'll be right, you know. So um, <laughs> the other two. I looked, it up, I looked like it up like, you know, what's a, what's, a, what's a reasonable amount for a, for your first experience? And it was like one gram's fine. And that's what yeah, I was yeah, taking, yeah. you know. But I knew I'd get visions. I'd start a proper experience. But the reason I was so inquisitive with Syrah... Oh, sorry, I didn't mention that. So I was very inquisitive with Syrah about the whole thing and I wanted to maybe just have a little microdose because I was like, how will I feel afterwards? Because for me, and I've spoken to you about it many times, I've spoken to you guys about it for sure, I don't take any sort of party drugs or illicit substances really mm. anymore because the after effects aren't worth it for me. Yeah. You, I, you want the hangover kind no, of thing. No, that's yeah. right. The, 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 scattered, the, scattered, the scattered feeling in my brain. I don't value the fucking amazing time I'm going to have on MDMA with my mates. I don't value that enough as the week that I feel shit. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask, so I wanted to know with Syrah, I'm like, what do I feel like I'm like, it was a Friday night. I said, what do I feel like the next day, like Saturday and Sunday? Like, what, do I, what will I feel like? And he goes, bro, relax. He goes, you're going to feel like your brain's had a massage. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, for real. And he's like, bro, just, just wait and see. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so I was like nice. six, hours, six hours down the beach by myself, <laughs> listening to music, just fucking loving life. I got to the point where I dropped to my knees at one point, like Platoon. You know that war movie Platoon? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, fuck yeah. A bloke was walking past him and he's like, I was, walking, I was walking along and I'm just, I'm like this and I'm listening. By this stage, I'd finished Pink Floyd The Wall <laughs> and I'm on to like Bowie, Janis Joplin, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny Cash. And I got to, so my point of where I was walking to, I was starting in Port Melbourne and I walked to, to St Kilda. And like, St Kilda was always going to be the turnaround point for me, you know, because it was like, it was late, it was like, it looked like it might rain, whatever. And I got to St Kilda and I hadn't turned around at this point because as soon as I turned around, I started feeling like I was going downhill and I was coming down from, not coming down, but like the, I'd reached the peak, you know? Yeah. Anyway, just before that, Get I got it. to the point where I'm sitting there and I'm loving everything so much, the sky's so vivid, and I was just like, uh, every note that I heard music wise, I knew exactly what that note meant. Every really? word they said, I'm like, I feel that emotion. It was fucking sick. Yeah. And I literally got to a point where I'm just, I was dancing like this. I'm going, I'm fucking just in ecstasy. <laughs> and I fucking was like, fuck, and I just dropped to my knees. And I was like, this guy, just like this. Going, this is fucking great. Yeah. Anyway, so, but on the Saturday, I'm like, I wonder how I feel. On the Saturday, I felt like I've been through, a, I felt like I've been hit by a truck. But mentally, I didn't. I felt sweet mentally, which is what I was asking. Yeah. What, all I care about. My body, man, I've been dancing in the sand for seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, Just in the sand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was at a beach rave, basically. But, but the Sunday, Sunday, I felt really fucking good, but I wasn't really around anyone. I went to work on Monday because Sarah had a dabble on Saturday or Sunday himself, and he messaged me Monday. He goes, How do you feel, man? Because I was in the commons working talking to people you know around people back to the, back to reality how do you feel man and I said to him I said mate I feel like I'm fucking walking on air I feel fucking amazing yeah and I felt it felt really amazing for, for, for a long period afterwards so yeah I'm really excited to I just can't get them at the moment I've, I've got some DMT coming I think um, I wanted to get some Ibogaine but I don't know where the fuck you can get that but no one's I've been trying to get my hands on mushrooms for months every real heavy drug dude that I know or has got or trip up people that I know I can't get any. My mate Alex reckons he can get me some maybe in Ringwood, but the dude's just super inconsistent because it's not mushroom season, so you can't. And people don't. Yeah. There's a place in Perth. It's wow, it's season. What's that? There's a place in Perth. I mean, they're like, they're, I just like, a, like, you know, you can go picking them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know like. you can pick them, but the, you can't pick them now because it's not the season. Yeah, yeah but like they were saying, I remember listening to a thing on like the, it was like on ABC, we're talking about like um, 
the, in Perth, like in the season, like people flock to Perth. Oh, they do. Like they just go from all around Australia and rock up in this one particular town and yeah. the town create a thing and the police just fucking yeah. rock up. See you later. And they just, it's like this massive cat and mouse thing because yeah. these people are like only getting a few. So they're not going to be, this only for their own mm. use. But And the cops are like hammering people, but they're like trying to work out ways to whip the cops because the mm. cops have got like a high visibility presence, mm. not necessarily like a undercover kind of wiretapping thing. And they're just like hammering people, mm. but they're like, people are like running away from them with their fucking buckets full of mushrooms going, you can't take yeah, my mushrooms. So, mushrooms. so mushrooms are illegal. Yeah. 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 Isn't it strange that you can go to a yeah. park, pick a fucking yeah. flower, yeah. and then get arrested? Yeah. Are yeah. you fucking that's kidding ex- me? That's exactly but you what can smoke say. cancerous tar yeah. and, and pay bro. for it. And drink yourself to death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bro, what yeah. the fuck is with that? <laughs> yeah. That's Government, so bro. fucking cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's well, crazy. they're talking about in America changing it to a category two drug mm. because it has so many beneficial med- medicinal yeah. mm. qualities. So know? hopefully that happens soon. Yeah, because that sounds amazing. Yeah, and like, really there's good. so many but studies showing that it helps people with post traumatic stress. Does. Yeah. Totally fear death, like fear of death, anxiety of the fear of death is really big. Massively, with, yep. um, with, really with, 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 with mushrooms. Yep. Oh, oh so you've done it as well. Oh, I've done it like times. Really? Oil? Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Did you have similar experience to first, first experience? I. Do you want to just have a chat? First, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, I was just joking. Uh, first experience <laughs> I ever had on mushrooms, I experienced pretty much the exact same thing Bill had. I remember my mates and I. Um, walking, walking around, a really dark, shitty day, green, oh, just raining all the time. Um, was tripping quite, not the most I've ever tripped, but like mm. tricking, tricking, tripping a fair bit. And I looked out at this, <laughs> I just fucked the word up. Yeah, I know. And, I always um, pull him up when he fucks his words. He looks straight at me, I'm like, just keep going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I let him, I'll let him but, go. But, but, then, but then when I keep going, he brings me up on it. Did you just so like, tricking. And I go, yes. And he goes, just keep going. I'm like, anyway, so you fucking got it wrong. Anyway, Learning I looked out at this hill that was, you know, just a standard hill, but it was the most green hill I'd ever seen. Yeah. And then I, we went for a walk. I'd see flowers everywhere, purple flowers like I'd never seen before. I was like, wow, I feel like all... I feel like mushrooms with, with that sort of level of dosage allows you to um, just cut all the external stimulus and just see life in a much more present way. And so you can, you can really see nature. Like, mm. I mean, even when we're looking at people and talking right now, we're still taking in external cues and we're still taking yeah. things, you know? But like, if I, if I had that ability to cut out all of that external so stimulus... So it hones you in on things a bit I more. Felt, I feel like it does. I feel like it does, yeah. I feel like it, makes it does. makes you appreciate things. It does. You know what I mean? Because everything, everything in the world has things you can appreciate about it. But we're so fucking preoccupied, like Tommy was saying, we're so preoccupied with all this other bullshit that we're surrounded by. Yeah. A perfect example is when I was um, walking with... Uh, with my headphones in so middle of wasn't middle of winter but it was fucking cold it was like midnight nearly and I had a jacket on whatever headphones in and I there was very rarely a song that I didn't want to listen to but sometimes I'd replay one where I was taking my phone out of my pocket every now and again and also I wanted to look at I was tripping so hard I was looking at the cloud cover because I'm like am I going to get rained on because if I do I'm fucked I'm like mm. miles away from home looking at my phone every now and again and I'd open up Spotify sometimes I'd open up the, the weather app and I'd get um, uh, this is a strange segue but I'd get Advertisement coming up, coming up in my face, like advertisements on the weather app, advertisements on Spotify, whatever. And, I'm it, and it would make me fucking angry. It would make me really angry because I was like, I was so in the moment, I was loving everything so much, and it made me realize. And at walking away, that's one thing takeaway that I did have after having these mushrooms is how much we're just fucking fed just bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was, I was getting angry. Like I would mm. look at my phone and go, oh fuck, and I like, mm. put it in my pocket because like 
don't ruin my fucking experience. I'm for once like just loving everything that's around me. Like I don't want this external fucking advertisement in my mm. face every second of the day. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know why I segue to that. But anyway. No, but it's a no. perfect example of what I was talking about. And I, um, it, it, it's very strange. This, this is the part of, of, of mushrooms where, because I've done them a few, a, a few times, and um, this is the, the part of mushrooms, like with any potential hallucinogenic, where I feel like it's a bit woo-woo. Because, I mean, all this sort of stuff, I've, I've spoken to a few people about their experiences with hallucinogenics, and fundamentally, there are a lot of things that are the same. Like, we get these ego trips, ego mm. death, um, lose external stimulus, you come to very profound realizations about things um they've definitely um molded me into the person i am for better or for worse but uh you come to these really weird conclusions like i remember um that same experience i was um walking we were walking into a primary school and i just had like this oh this what the fuck moment that's right and then i felt like i'd figured out the whole world figured out exactly why literally the same as what you said when you're like I figured out every word to every song meant I figured out art felt like yeah, it I felt the beauty of the the world looked like an oil painting and I understood the music I'm like yeah. I, f- I get it all I yeah. just get it so, so, it was it's a, it was really so weird, strange yeah. but I was the same thing and I was just going to say he said art I, I was thinking about the Sistine Chapel by Michelangelo I was like oh I totally understand that now because when you take all that out you feel like you're in the painting you feel like you're in this oil painting or like you're in this like I don't know it just it it brings you back down to everything else. You don't feel disconnected anymore. You feel very much connected with everything around. You feel like you're in this painting, you know? Mm. And it just, it's a very beautiful feeling if you can mm. let yourself go out of control, you know? If you can mm. just relax in the fact that you're all connected and we're all, you know, to get really where we're here, that we're all just energy bouncing off each other. Like, it's, it's really good sometimes to feel connected like that. And it's, it's, hard in this day and age to do that if you don't sort of practice something to that degree but yeah it's I don't know I, I definitely didn't have a feeling of oh it's changed my you know anxiety or anything or it's like lost my stutter or shit like yeah, that yeah so, yeah. But, yeah but the experience maybe changed very you. very important yeah, yeah very important you got to wonder like how many like all these people that we admire mm. if they actually were under the influence of things like that who's to say Michelangelo didn't take mushrooms absolutely or, DMT or something like that. I mean, it's coming out now that I, I was not aware of how many sort of public figures take sort of amphetamine type drugs mm. that are pharmaceutical. You know, like a Adderall mm. or mm. You know, they're talking Ritalin. about they're talking about Trump at the moment with his uh, diet drug, which mm. is essentially an amphetamine. Yeah. Mm keeps him high as a kite and mm. so he just burns off all this energy mm. and how many of these people that we admire are actually under the influence of something yeah yeah, yeah. well so much uh-huh. of art and science like so just the two most creative things that we've been able to achieve like mm. basically art in general and science in general have come like so many disco- discoveries and great works or whatever have been under the influence of psychedelic drugs mm. like um um Steve Jobs was a huge proponent. Like some of his he, biggest breakthroughs were on psychedelics. Acid. Yeah, really. Acid. Yeah, Steve, yep. Steve Jobs used to take huge a lot of acid. psychedelics. Yeah, wow. One of the biggest, one of the biggest hippies of all time, yep. Steve Jobs. Um, he also like um, uh, there's a m- bunch of examples, and I always bring up one because it's just the, it's the one I, that comes to mind first. But the dude who um, who discovered the double helix in the DNA, yeah, like basically cracked the code of our DNA, how our DNA works. He discovered the double helix when he was on. LSD, I believe. Mm. I believe it was LSD. He was Highly on a potent hallucinogenic. He was on a, a hallucinogenic. He was under hallucinogenic. It, you know, so he was. He was. Yeah, he was tripping yeah. out, and he, and he pieced it all together. Yeah, because they've done all these studies where, where um, creativity levels. So 
basically like, okay, so if you go, we're dead sober now mm-hmm. um, and we have a problem, right? And we put f- us four and, you know, 46 other people in a room. So there's 50 of us. We go, right, here's us regular, dead sober. We have this creative problem that we need to solve. And then we go, okay, here's the 50 of us. And now we've had, uh, um, we've had a dose of psilocybin mushrooms, whatever. And we haven't done it in a party sense. We've sat there, we've let it, the, the effects come on, and then we go and try and solve that same exact problem. So they've done studies that's like, okay, here's these 50 people sober and that, the same problems. Obviously, you know, you're not going to do the same problem twice, but, you know, mix it up or whatever. But it's the same 50 problems, whatever. And then go to the people that are under psychedelic um, substances. They solve the problems at a fucking way better clear yeah. than the people that don't. Yeah. And that's why the microdosing thing is so big in Silicon Valley and stuff, because it releases your subconscious I suppose a little bit I thought. It, I think it go. also makes you less inhibited yeah because uh, there was another study that came out and they had like a bunch of they, they got like a bunch of different groups of like four people and they put them in a room and they gave them like paddle pop sticks and tape and said build the strongest highest tower you can and the highest the person like the group that got the highest tower and the strongest were this gr- bunch of children mm. And one of the reasons they think is that there wasn't the same sort of hierarchy. Mm. Like they all like chimed in, offered yeah. ideas. Yeah. Whereas in uh, adults, I suppose, like you get a group of four, you'll have the most dominant and aggressive. Yeah. Yep. We'll sort of take over the group, start telling everyone what to do. And they might not be the most brilliant. Mm, they're yeah. just the most aggressive. Mm. And they all of a sudden dictate what everyone does. Mm. So the children would just had no inhibition, yeah. and maybe that's what and these ideas drugs do as well. Are more flexible. Ideas aren't set in stone. Yeah, you know, like we have a lot of preconceived ideas of how a building should be built. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Know what I mean, yeah, and and that, discovery for the first time. Yeah, and that's cool, but not not when you're building it with fucking paddle pop sticks and sticky tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. we don't know how to, you know. So so the kids were like, they, they don't. And yeah, I, I, look, obviously, man, you didn't do the study, but I know what you what you're referencing. I reckon, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely. I reckon a, a bunch of different things, all related to like just being more creative you know how you more. talk about like people being like influential you said influential people mm. and about like illicit and uh, like Trump being on yeah, diet, diet drug. drugs did you ever hear, see or heard of the book like uh, it's called War Doctor no. I, think, I think that's what it's called I think it's, it's, about, Any... it's about Hitler's physician oh yeah. no, I, no I, yeah, anyway, anyway so like I knew a little bit about this beforehand and basically like so when Hitler took power in 34 he got a doctor like from you know like a man in part, like the prime minister of australia has a doctor that sees to him and so on as his own private physician so he had this private physician and hitler had like like guys are fuck with so he had a whole heap of other issues so they were kind of like drugging him up and as the um the inner party of the nazi party got more and more predominant they wanted to kind of keep the physician feeding him stuff and this and this is when the biggest pharmaceutical companies in Germany were starting to give stuff to German soldiers vitamins mm. which a lot of them especially like in the SS and stuff like that on the Eastern Front later in the war they were fucking jamming them through like real high strength amphetamines because these guys were fighting for like four or five days in a row and they were mm. just like off their chops so they were jamming it into Hitler flat out through the whole course of the war mm. and as it got to a certain point he had, it became harder and harder mm. and harder and towards the fall of Berlin they were sending like a group of um, like Hitler's personal SS bodyguard to different pharmacies throughout Berlin while he's in the bunker, and the Russians are coming to get these pharmaceutical, like these these uh, you know these mm. amphetamines. Yeah. And it's like fuck. Think of all of the um, dudes in history that 
obviously did good things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you think of all the dickheads that just. Well, that's a different substance, though. That's a yeah, I know, I know. It's a massively yeah, yeah. different that's substance, like, but it's just kind of leading back to like you think about Trump's on, Trump's on that. When it, we, in, a, in a culture now where we have a little bit more of an idea of what prescription drugs can do here, yeah. go back into the 30s and 40s, 50s, 60s, when we didn't really have an idea, and it was kind of like. It, it explains historical events where you go, well, that's an irrational decision. Yeah. And why did this happen? And yeah. why did he do that? And but, why was he so erratic and aggressive and all that sort of stuff? And a lot of those things can be traced back to mm. things that you were like unaware of. You just attribute it to their personality and you go, a, oh. Yeah, there's like a really good episode of um, Black Mirror, which I'll just stand by and say how good it is to anyone. Because it's, just, it's like the whole premise of Black Mirror are these, these episodes that reflect a um, a blissed dystopian future of where we could be going to based on the current trends of society. And there's an episode where, um, um, to, similar to this, these these soldiers uh, are running around trying to do this, this job or this military sort of this job. And they're wearing these glasses that inhibit their ability to see reality. And so whenever they see people... Um, they see them as like zombies and they get all frightened. They want to fucking kill them all and all this sort of stuff. But really, that's just um, go- the government controlling, controlling yeah. their ability to actually see for who they really are. And the, the whole show kind of goes, you know, there's a lot of ethical considerations with this, but the show kind of goes, one, one soldier takes the glasses off from memory and sees who he's actually killing, which are just scared families and stuff. Um, and then you look at it one way and you go, oh, this is terrible. But then the government has this ultimatum theory where it's like, well, well, these people, it's like a social cleanse, you know? These people aren't contributing to society and we need to get through them and stuff. So it's better if the soldiers just don't know what they're doing and get through it. And it, your, your story just made me think of that where it's kind of like these SS... Nazis were doing terrible, terrible things. But how, how, how much were they being influenced? You know, how much was it really them? You know, it's probably slightly different because it's an amphetamine. It's like it just makes them more aggressive. Yeah. I think if, I think everyone in war was on amphetamines though. Like, wasn't Winston Churchill famous for blasting yeah. coke? Yeah, he was famous for something. Yeah. Wasn't everyone, it? everyone, it, it was, well, snu- it was, it was snu- snuff or whatever it is. It was, but, that but, fucking... but, but, but all, all um. I think, look, I don't, I don't know at all. I don't know fuck all no, about you, this topic. No, you're spot on, but, actually, because yeah. I was reading the other day that uh, back in World War One, a lot of people were sending sort of like packages to people, to their soldiers on the front, like family members, and they're sending them heroin, cocaine, <laughs> all Vietnam, these... Vietnam War. Yeah. They're mm. sending them lots of drugs because mm. they're living in fucking hell. Yeah, they are. Yep. It's the they only way they can cope with it. Mm. Yeah. Yep, Definitely. And it just goes to show, like, I mean, how many people that are just in our society are doing drugs all the time? It's like, what sort of hell are they living in? You know, like, why do the people... difference between, like we said, like you kind of went before, they're like, it's, and I think you went, it's like, um, there's a difference between, like, pharmaceutical drugs mm. and... Um, Hallucinogenic drugs. Like, take, for instance, the easiness to get um, antidepressants and Ritalin. Mm. So I've got attention deficit disorder and I'm prescribed attention deficit disorder medication and that does actually help me that generally affects me mm. but literally like to go back to my psychologist um psychiatrist and get a prescription it's it's because it's a pre-existing mm. thing though like that Drop would fucking some of them get a commission off it exactly like, as does, soon but... as you go get a mental health plan which i know you've definitely had one like i'll use one for my sports psychology mm. and for that kind of stuff mm. um to get one of those 
the, almost the first thing, 90% of consultations yeah. I've ever gone to, the doctor goes, do you feel depressed? Yeah, yeah. And I'll go, well, to a certain degree, yes. Yeah. Or like, you know, might have something going on at that time. And then they'll go, well, maybe we could think about antidepressants. Yeah, like right. fucking at the drop of a hat. Now, Australia's pretty regulated mm. in that mm. sense. So think about like a country like America where we've, we've seen prescription thugs and all that, like, you know, like you fuck. It's just... So bad. Mass produce. Um, it, it's advertised though. These, uh, US and, US, and the U, US, US and New Zealand are the only places in the world that you can advertise. Um, New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand and and um, advertise like your Ritalins and your fucking yeah. all that shit. Of, but a lot but, of these pharmaceutical drugs, they're like it's like the upside down world of like the magic mushroom. It you is. Know? Yeah. It's like it's, it's like the dark. Down the dark, empty side of drugs. Yeah, yeah. brings yeah. You, you in, know? Less, lessens your creativity, lessens your yeah, connection with does. people. For, it it's, does. That's why, like, like all the all the people that. So the only way that psychedelics are going to come into the mainstream is when medicinally they're accepted as these are fucking crazy beneficial drugs. Yeah, and yeah. every nearly every one of them for a certain for a certain procedure or certain treatment is better than anything that we can prescribe from a, from a fucking pharmaceutical drug. <laughs> so it'll slowly start to make its way into some sort of. Whether it's you're able to get prescribed or whether it's actually in the mainstream and you can you can you can buy them, you can take them, whatever. They're not cl- schedule one, but you look at like all the major fucking like civilizations in history, pretty much have a fucking history of taking these That's right. these, these substances and. And most of the major civilizations that we that we remember in history, they thrived. That's why we remember them. That's why we talk about them, like mm-hmm. the Romans, the fucking Aztecs, the the, the Egyptians. The, yeah, the Greeks, Egyptians, the Chinese, Incans, that, Japanese. Chinese. Yeah, the yeah. Mayans. The Mayans were huge on it. Yeah, yeah. The Imagine Chinese if loved it. these are two things that I reckon would change the world for for the fucking better in so many ways. And me and Tommy were talking about one of them in the car on the way down here. So I had a um, had a this is a whole other topic, but I had a um, journalist chick staying with me for a few weeks, mm. and I asked her. And we won't go right into this, maybe we can, whatever, but I asked her what she thinks if the news was flipped upside down and it was 80% good, 20% bad. I think the world would be a fucking 100% better place. Absolutely. And, yeah. and the other thing is, if, if, if instead of these fucked up drugs that kill social interaction, kill your, your thoughts of the beauty of nature, kill you know, the wonder and, and, and bring you closer to people, what if it was the other way around and all the drugs that, we've, all the drugs that were fucking banned... Class one drugs are all these bullshit drugs, yeah. and all the drugs that were able to be prescribed was magic mushrooms, ayahuasca, DMT, all these mind expanding drugs. Imagine if we just took the world, and you're talking about that upside down fucking world theory. Imagine we took those two concepts and flipped them on their head. Imagine how fucking happy and better and positive the fucking world would be. Do you Surely, think, right? Yeah. I think um, a really interesting point to note with this as well is how how much easier objectively. The, like a, a human society has become like everything's much more abundant now we don't have to hunt and gather we don't have to do all this and the I think a lot of the rise with these sorts of upside down world prescription drugs is because people are constantly craving things that make their life easier like I mean my, my my last ever experience on mushrooms was the best thing that ever happened to me but it was hell it was the worst thing I've ever experienced I was set to hell and back a million times like fucking sucked yeah um, I've written about it in my book. Yes, I'm fine. Just tired. If you want to actually, <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, it was the worst thing ever. But it was so important. But like all these drugs, like MD, you know, like antidepressants, all these things, they just give you this pleasure rising. Like, oh fuck, God, all that shit that I was worrying about's all good now. I'm happy. This is great. Life's mm. good. And then you go, oh no, like the, the medications. I thought, like, oh, we've got to take more. You know, this is good. Oh, cocaine. That's right. Fuck. Why was I worrying about her? I can just bang all these chicks. Like, mm. it's it's so like it's in people forget sometimes that like a hard 
shit in your life is important and you have to mm. go through that. Why do people buy self-help books? Well, that's exactly because right. They, they're looking fix, mate. That's what they... Everyone searches for something in their life. Like, mm. they're always... Some people are like, where do you think you're going? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about Dan Hardy's back. <laughs> right, now that fuckwit's gone. Um, I hate Dan. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, you like... Everyone's looking for something in their life. Like, everyone's like... You know when someone brings... Uh, that's why I like Jocko... Yeah, self help like his self help stuff. One because it's appropriate a bit for the market, you know, and, and for professionals. But it's kind of like, don't be fucking soft. Mm. Get out and have a go, you know, mm. and I- implement to that kind of people. But even to a certain degree, like you know, look at the Tony Robbins shit. I know that all has value, mm. but people get into it and they go to fucking this seminar. It might be held at the Crown or this seminar over here because it's they're looking for something to go fix me I don't want to do it I don't mm. want to go into what I want to do mm. they want to focus on themselves because you know it comes this comes all the way back to like my own personal experience with having fucked up with heaps of shit and like fucked up with weightlifting fucked up with you know heaps of shit <laughs> going for days about it but <laughs> if you don't have that you can't go ah now I've learned from it yeah mm. Mm. you know but if you keep fucking up too you, you're dumb <laughs> Well, it's, <laughs> it's a definition of insanity, isn't it? If you don't learn from your mistakes. But you know how you, but you need those mistakes. You know, obviously you two are like pro... Um, so would you say happiness is earned then? Yes. Mm. 100% you've got to work for everything in life. Mm. No, fuck it, so I have a go. <laughs> but you know, you, you two are like pro... Um, like a list of drugs. So I'm like, like, my parents smoked for fucking years. Still do. It doesn't bother me at all. But like, I kind of get the position of people like... It can be abused. Like prescription drugs, for instance, are abused. Mm. Well, if we started prescribing, you know, you can smoke medicinal marijuana, you can smoke, you can have medicinal mushrooms, you can medicinal mm. MDMA, that'll, there'll be always that percentage of fuckwits. Yeah, but they're that, not addictive substances. That's that, true. That, like mushrooms, that, that, that's the difference between, that's why all these drugs should, uh, are like people are pushing to have them yeah. deregulated from Schedule 1, because Schedule 1 is addictive and can be deadly. And um. none of them are. Ayahuasca, ay- ayahuasca. Can't smoke enough weed. And ay- ayahuasca, DMT. You can die from LSD. You take too much LSD. LSD isn't natural really? though. Yeah. Like, but it, it, that um, doesn't that doesn't constitute addiction. That constitutes the degree of no, you can see had four kilos of it. That's what it classifies as. Schedule one is addictive and deadly. Can be deadly. Those two things. And LSD you can die from. But but um but none of them are yeah none of them are, are addictive. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean... Can I just play devil's advocate to that, though? Because uh, I'm, I'm very strong in the opinion that addiction is a subjective mental health issue and you can get addicted to anything, right? So are you, t- are you speaking generally they're not addictive substances or are you speaking that like... I, I, think, I think the thing is there's no uniformity in experience. Mm. So like you could have a great trip one time and then have a terrible trip mm. another time. Mm. So there's not necessarily the same reward. Like I... I in a, like you're talking about, you listen to music, and it was really sort of you're getting in the right mood mm. for the, mm. the trip when mm. when, when, you had, when you had mushies. Well, I've had a mate the first time he did it. He was with a bunch of mates. They were very skittish. They were very young. They're in a hotel room and they did mushies, and they the the wall turned into a vortex. <laughs> it was trying to suck them into an alternate <laughs> dimension. You know, like Sounds you bad. could have a very different trip depending yeah. on who you're with. Set and setting. It's how you primed yourself yeah. for the experience. Yep. So not necessarily how old you are as well. It yeah, must exactly. Be a massive yeah, thing. All, all, all different types of stuff. No, I I totally agree. But I think yeah, I mean everything. Like you say, Tommy, if it's a habitual thing, then everything's addictive. But I mean, like there's substances like heroin, for example, that like um, 
you know, the, the properties of heroin are addictive, like, yeah, like, like cigarettes. And the properties of these substances are not. Of that's the point. Of course. That's yeah. the point. Of course. Yeah. Ob- objectively speaking, they're not addictive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Anyways. Yeah, we've had a big old chat about drugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met a bloke yesterday on site at a building site I was telling you about, building site I was on. Is this uh, a joke? No, he fucking bloke was addicted to ice. <laughs> uh-huh. He was addicted to ice. He came off it like two years ago. He was a carpenter, played f- like a real footy culture kind of boy, mm-hmm. like a young, younger Bill Kerr. Um, but uh, he loved, love loved ice. Was like, he said, I just get on it every weekend. I had to clean my life up. Nice, man. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I mean, healthy foods. Yeah. No, no. I don't like it. I'm not even dying. He's not going to be friends. Yeah. He's 100% like vegan it. now. Does like, like this building site like I worked it. on yesterday was like, ice vegan. No, no. <laughs> it's hot. Battery acid. Yeah, yeah. That's vegan. But this yeah, guy like went from fucking full 180. He went from like ice and party on the weekend with the boys. Now he's like, I'm vegan and I do yoga on weekends. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, be fucked. What a loser. It, these guys I worked no. with yesterday were like com- fucking complete mind blown. Yeah. It was like two carpenters that were vegans. I'm like, where have you been all my life? But that's I would have stayed aggressive. on the tools and made people like you all my life. <laughs> great. Like, if you think you're addicted to ice, you've probably got to change something in your life. D- yeah, like, oh, shit. yeah. Uh, if you're spending I'm like 600 bucks here. a weekend. Is ice pretty expensive, is it? Well, he said he was playing footy. So, well, he was playing footy and he was getting 500 bucks know. a game. And he was using, he was blowing that at half his pay. So maybe a thousand bucks a week. So he cleared you know, on the tools, maybe fifteen hundred a week. I think ice is cheap, but I've never bought it. But <laughs> my I, mate. I don't actually know. I think it's pretty cheap. I think it's just if you're an ice addict, you're just yeah. always on ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you if, if it's ten bucks for a bag and coke's three hundred bucks for a bag. But Fuck you know, if you, have, if you have fifty bags, yeah. 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 just fifty bags, mate. It's just simple math. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. It's so. apparently I, I. I honestly don't know if this is legit or not. I feel like for some reason I've remembered a study of, of like an article that I read, and they <laughs> they made some sort of like very intangible score rating of the the pleasure um, derivatives of ice, and they said that like. I just remember these numbers. It was like from zero, zero being base point, infinity being the most insane pleasure of all time. Seven, so seven on that scale, it's like eating a meal you haven't eaten. You haven't eaten all day. You eat your favorite meal, like you eat whatever well, it is. That'd be good. Ice cream. Like, not, not I love eating pussy. Yeah. 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 What's a good? What's a good? Like I've needed to go for, to the toilet for me. It's for, like yeah. For like if you need to go to the toilet for like. Two hours, yeah, oh, and you finally oh, get the just like just before, mate. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. I love it. That's, an oh, that's, an that's great. You go to a yeah. you three coffees, you've had yeah. your breakfast, yeah. you finish the cafe, and you're driving home. You're like, yeah. 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 and, and, and you know what? When you're taking a shit as well, the most important thing that there's no one in the house. It's a oh. nice, quiet, clean toilet environment. Doors and open. You just hear the, you're naked. <laughs> no, no, it's not a yeah, yeah, no, real ghosty. And you go right through to the keeper. Yeah. Not if you've had three coffees. Just a real synchronized dive sort of thing. Yeah. Not if you had three coffees, yeah. there's none of that. That's. <laughs> anyway, What's your point? So seven, seven is eating like a meal you haven't eaten all day and you, it's your favourite meal. You okay? mm. Apparently, like a 90 is. A 90? A 90. Out of what? Hang on. So let, me get, let, me, let me just get to it. No, no. It's so zero to infinity. Jump the gun zero bit. to infinity. 90 and beyond. Right. 90 is like. An amazing orgasm with a girl you love, oh, or man, something was, like that. The, an amazing. The meal's, the meal's getting underrated. You're getting support. Anyway, yeah. ice is three thousand. <laughs> three thousand. Yeah. Fuck this. I'm gonna eat some ice. What, what happens? Yeah, yeah. What happens if you orgasm on ice? Oh mate, now you. Now you're giving me one point ever. 
Yeah, you break uh, the scale. But apparently it's just the most incredible high you'll ever yeah. have. And that's why it's so addictive. Because we you come off it and you're like, fuck, everything sucks now. Yeah. Like so, heroin, heroin as well, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So and then fuck each other. Is that what you're going with? Yeah, yeah. Ever actually. Everyone starts banging. Probably, I think like, I don't really know, but I'm pretty sure like heroin, ice, like, especially, I don't know that much about ice, but I'm pretty sure with like heroin, if you like jack up heroin, Pretty sure you can't feel more pleasure yeah. than that. No, like, I don't that's, know. that's I why it's addictive. Yeah, like you know, it's it is like they say, like whatever, a thousand times better than orgasm. Like, yeah, I don't know if there is anything else out there that would give you a better feeling than that. Obviously, yeah. it's going to f- probably kill you and it's going to ruin your life. But so then I'll put forward to this. Happiness I don't know is if the I could overall... deal deal with something that's a thousand times better than orgasm. I can't even imagine that. No, you can't imagine it, can you? No. It's just like, whoa, that's an orgasm. He goes, it's probably not going to be a bad thing, mate. <laughs> You're right. It's not going to be great, mate. Yeah. No, but like, it's, uh, it would be scary. I mean, but as is though, if, if happiness is the overall goal in life, right? Why don't we all just save a fuck ton of money and become heroin addicts for the rest of our lives? Because it doesn't work happy. out, Tommy. Long but it's great. It's pleasure, yeah. though. You were talking about it before. Yeah, pleasure but it's versus, great. Pleasure versus happiness. I know. What about happiness? Lacking <laughs> <laughs> and achieving a sense of fulfillment. <laughs> oh my god, I love a picture of radio. Oh, done. No, typing whilst masturbating or driving whilst masturbating. 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 Driving and masturbating. This is fucking big. Shut up. Mate, you started that. Yeah, but I just went along with it. It's standard, Tom. This keeps going. (laughs) going. And then, mate, fucking, you know, have it, have it. Like all things in life. My book will lead you to fulfillment. Very true. Let's go on with that book. It's done. It is done. Do you know what? It's funny you ask that. I had a a, uh, very good chat with Tony Dolder this morning, and um, we were talking about how important it is to. You know, have your own side of, um, you know, your business into things. Like, you guys got the Richmond Weightlifting Club, Adventure Fit, and the Mind Mate. It's this is Im- awkward. Yeah. Or <laughs> you don't. He does. Yep, sorry. No, he does. We've got each other. That's all okay, got each other. Anyway, it's good to have your own spin <laughs> on the thing that you're starting up because it's important that the business, to some degree, reflects your values because that, that's, a, that's your point of difference. You know, why would I go to see Richmond Weightlifting Club? Oh, it's because I like... The way Zach goes about his training, I like how he's good. You know, it's like, it's, there's a different spin on things, right? Anyway, Tony said, and it really resonated with me. It's good to it's good to have that, but it's also got to be very much about the people and stuff as well. And I, I my book's finished, like I'm ready to um, publish it and promote it and stuff. But it's very much about my experience, and it's very much about like some things. You know, it's it's written in the first okay. term, so it's about me. You know, and I was kind of like, well, I actually want the my mate to be very successful and provide basic psychological maintenance strategies for people and promote this open, honest environment and things. And I'm like. I don't know when to release the book now because, like, it's just about me, you know. And I don't yeah, want, I don't want it. exactly what you just said, though. Promoting mental health. Good idea. You know, opening oh, the fuck me. mental health discussions. Yeah, but like, it's just. Uh, but to be fair, I want, to, I want mental health to be about oh. not me, about other people. Yeah, you know? but like, I don't want to be. I'm not trying to be a dick to you at all. No, no. But you're 24. Yeah, I know. You know, like, I think it's great because what you're doing is this mind mate thing. People who might say, "Oh, you know, it's fucking," you know. I like the idea of it because you, you're filling, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you're filling a gap. Mm-hmm. There's a gap. There's like fucking antidepressants and psychiatrists. You're like in the middle and you're giving, you're just going, this is my experience, take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not a professional, blah, blah, blah. You know, you yep. say that. But it's like, it's like Tia. She wrote a book. Yeah. Now, I'm a massive Tia, Claire Termi fanboy. Yeah. yeah. Tia, if you listen. Um, <laughs> she, she's a big fan of the show, actually. Yeah. She, um, 
she wrote a really she's writing a book but I'm kind of like yeah you know you went to the CrossFit Games you went to the Olympics I feel like when I read a book I'm, I'm reading it as a younger person or mm. someone it's, it's a little bit older because I feel like I'm wanting to hear their experiences you know mm. um, you so know, do you think read, experience and age have to be correlated I feel, no I feel like for me as a reader to be engaged like I listened to I was reading I listened to Tribe mm. oh, so Manson y- like smashing mm. y- younger good. like you're listening to that you listen to it and he's talking about when he was a kid and his life experience and when he lived in New York it's like all built up over time mm. I feel like if you're writing a book at 24 it's kind of like well you're 24 mm. I, I only feel like I've started to work myself out now I'm nearly 27 years old and mm. I'm still a fucking goose mm. You know, like yeah, but that, that doesn't really work. I don't think like, it works you know, because it's a good story for like you know, what about that you know, youngest chick to circumnavigate navigate the world sailing by herself? Like that's a fucking pretty like it depends on what your life experience yeah. is. It depends. It depends on the experience story and an amazing life. By the time you're fucking twelve years old and write a book about it, if, you, and, if you've yeah. got a story to tell, you irrespective know? of you know I mean? everything you just said, the book was a um, self help tool in itself. Like mm. it was a it was a really good therapeutic tool for me to actually just own my own identity and be go look you know what that's totally cool that that shit happened in my life you know and if other people want to read it then other people want to read it I'm not expecting this book I'm expecting that I want the my mate to, to be Progress. cool and be, yep. yeah but the, the, the book is just a thing for me to go hey by the way um, this is exactly what I had you know so you can read it if you want it doesn't matter but the, the my mate isn't a book man the book is just a, a thing you know is it like a free sort of ebook uh, type it, thing no there's an ebook that I have out there but the book um I want to do like an audible thing for it and I want to do like, um, you know, just sell it and stuff. You probably, um, you probably just, probably, you can probably shelve it for the time being. Well, so you, that's you get time, you might come back following, to it in you know, two like, years time, Tommy, yeah. add something to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to do that though because I, the, I, the experience will never change. The, the book is about the experience and about me coming to terms with who I am now. If I wanted to do something about that, I'd just write another book. Yeah, okay. But, that's fair. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, lads, we got to, uh, we got to wrap it up. So, uh, Fuck them, they're not on in here. We got to wrap it up, my friend. <laughs> got to wrap so, it up. Uh, any uh, any parting words, lads? We don't need to go six from six or anything like that because we've had you on a million times now. So, all I've learned is uh, go to Iceland and start doing mushies. That's, that's, that's what I'm taking from the experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's Two good valuable insights. Yeah, what what was takeaway, Gorda uh, Gordovich? Thanks, Zach. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great, man. That's about, oh, as, cool. that's about as deep as Zach's That's the best thing you've ever said. And uh, that is a wrap. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that show, uh, please go ahead and leave us uh, uh, and subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, leave us a rating and review. And also, guys, make sure that you head over to Adventure Fit Travel on YouTube and subscribe there so you can see our pretty faces on, uh, on video. This is all video now, this podcast. So don't forget to go and check out that. Also, the show notes can be found at adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio. And don't forget to check out audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio for 10%, uh, sorry, for one free audiobook and 30-day trial. And check out adventurefittravel.com. Use the code radio to get 10% off any and all trips. See you next week.